Hey, hello, losers. <laughs> <laughs> hello, you moochers. Uh, it's time for you to start pay, <laughs> paying your fair share. Out, out, out. All right, all right, bring in, bring in the bills. Each one of you gets an itemized bill. <laughs> Do it. Uh, so there's that. That's that's cool. Now, this is unbelievable stuff right here. I'm going to put the video up at KNST.com. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. This is what happens when you don't tell kids no. Right? Again, I have a four-and-a-half-year-old and a seven-and-a-half-week-old. And let me tell you, I say no all the... I have a wife. I say no all the time. To, to the spending, kids. To the kids. And well, I, 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 She's not listening right now, so I can say it to her also. She may dispute that, but that's whatever. Fake news. So anyway, you got to say no. You got to say no. Just like those dopey U of A kids, what, about a year and a half ago or so, when they, uh, when they, they gave a 19-page list of demands to the former president of the U of A, demanding uh, uh, free tampons and dental dams and more people that look like us when they're hired and all this. And the stupid people, Ann Weaver Hart and the rest of them, don't know how to look at these young people and say, uh, no, no, that's not going to happen. No, no. Instead, they try to appease these idiots. Well, guess what, Nancy? You created this monster. For years, this is like, the, it's like, it's like when you tell kids that even though when they lose, they don't lose. When you don't keep score, everyone gets a trophy. Oh, you're a winner. And then, and then these kids have a tough time adjusting in life when their boss is like, this work sucks, you better do better. And they go home and they cry to mommy. So this is the same thing. These illegal aliens have been told for a long time, you're okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not, you're not illegal. You deserve to be here. You belong to be here. And now the chickens have come home to roost. And Nancy Pelosi, oh, there's so much to play here that is just so awesome. She apparently was going to have a press conference, this this dingbat with the for the dreamers. I'm going to have a press conference on this stuff, and we're going to. And all of a sudden, it was overrun by a bunch of illegal alien young people. And how do I know that? Because they said we're undocumented. So get off my back. I hate how the media is calling it an immigrant immigrant uh, protesters. No, not immigrant protesters. Illegal immigrant, illegal immigrant protesters. Well, these um, are the dreamers that she wanted to talk about. Right? I don't even know what the hell they are. They call everybody a dreamer nowadays. Hey. Apparently, apparently, everybody but an American can be a dreamer. So uh, don't 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 do that stuff. Now I want to um, stop dreaming. Stop. There's no more dreaming for you. And that's what it is. All these parents that lost their their kids uh, to violence from illegal aliens. Where are their dreams? That's that's the point. Um, you know what? Let's just start with number forty-seven first. There's so much to play. This is just some of the chanting. Before we play the long thing, this is the chanting. 47, these illegal aliens basically like yelling at that old bat. Here we go. You're doing a She's like gonna like have a stroke or something. I was like that. waiting she's for like, her head to pop like, off. Oh yeah, heart attack. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, and by the way, that you know, I'd be like, all right, all right, hang on. Can one person talk? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I hear the one guy screaming. I don't need the follow up. You're wasting my time. I'm 105 years old. I don't have that much time left. Just one at a time. Let's make it fast, fast, fast. Yeah, that guy's screaming. He's gonna have a sore throat after that. That illegal alien. He's in practice. He warmed up beforehand. Oh, you think so? Oh yeah. You need you need the halls. <laughs> you need the Ricola. halls. Oh yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. And then they they forty eight. They chant that she's a liar. I love it. I love it. It's just so funny. Go ahead. Here we go. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she actually is a liar. 
<laughs> she really oh, is a liar. Yeah. So they got that one right. I mean, they, they listen, she's dumb enough to think that they were on her side. Now, now, okay, all right, that's just some of the chance. At that point, don't you say, all right, you know what? I'm going to call ICE. <laughs> that's it. You know what? You ungrateful little peons. I'm calling out you. But you know what, Nancy created that. Now, let me ask you something. Is that what you really want? I mean, if you are an illegal alien, whether or not your parents brought you here when you're two, you're 15, what, whatever it is, the audacity of these freaking people to demand these things, what other country would this be accepted? Would, would this be found actually acceptable? What Germany? other country? Really? Maybe. Maybe may, well, they open the borders. Every, may, France? Maybe. Could you do this in Mexico? Could you do this in Guatemala? Could you, could you do this in... You tell me. Could you do this? Is this what you... You want these people to be legalized? That come out here and demand all these freaking things? Are you nuts? What do you think the people waiting in line doing it legally? What do you think that they're chanting right now? Send them back? Well... No? Yeah, yeah. Stand in line? Uh-huh. Let's, let's do some more. Let's do some more. Uh, they actually claim... Let's do 51. This is one of the... I, I broke up these little chants they did. This is crazy. This is, again, at a Nancy Pelosi press conference that they literally hijacked. And then she's just standing there. Like, at that point, you just walk away. Wrap it up. Walk away. Get security out to do something. Who knows what these... Who these or was this set up and staged? I, I mean, it looked like she got mad. But how, how does security not stop? They, all of a sudden, there's 50 people on stage. And they're right next to uh, the minority leader in the House. Let's go. Here we go. Do you hear that? Nan- Nancy Pelosi was speaking to you. Please pay attention. Because they know she's old. Anyway, let's uh, I mean, did you, go to the beginning. Go to the beginning. Here we go. Nancy Pelosi was speaking to you. <laughs> oh, my God. So they say that Barack Obama and the Dems created a deportation machine. Do you think Nancy's just dumbfounded? Like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I mean, all I do is try to get them legalization. I'm like fighting it. But she, here's the thing. Nancy doesn't care. They get it. Nancy doesn't care about them. Nancy only cares about votes. She only cares about new registered Democrats. That's all this is about. But now, the, I mean, this is like way up. This is this is like an out of control situation. It's like having a bunch, you know, having a kid, and then you tell your kid right before dinner every day you can have a cookie, and then one day you're like, you know what, no cookie today because I don't want you to do. And all of a sudden, your kid has a freaking meltdown on the floor, on their back, just flopping all over the place like a fish, freaking out, ranting, and you're like, oh my god, what have I created? That's when you get the water and he holds them down. Well, there you go. It works. Ice water, especially ice, ice, ice. All right, so look, there's more. Oh, wait till you hear, because it's not just about these alleged young people. You got to hear what else they demanded. We'll get to that. Oh, this is incredible stuff. Coming up in 5, 619, it's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Ask your wife. 626, she knows. Download the free iHeartRadio app. It, it it's a It's a radio... Without it being like a radio, radio is not what it, what it used to be, okay? It's everywhere now. 
and it's free and it's easy and you can listen to KNST all the time no matter where you are in the country. We have listen, I got I got my homeboys out there at Waco still listening from my time there. I have people finding me all over the place all over the country, which is awesome by the way, which is pretty freaking cool because apparently a lot of other people suck. And and that's nice. I'm I'm glad they suck because it's easier for me to make it. Yeah. And then I could demand more money. That's the whole point. So download it plus there's the Garrett, there's there's the Garrett Lewis channel on iHeartRadio. So you can have 24/7 access to me. So you can feel like my wife. And well like even more cuz she doesn't have access to me right now. So you can actually have more access to me than my wife does. And I don't even know where I'm going to go with that, but you can only imagine. So anyway, download it. It's Garrett Lewis channel. Search for it on the iHeartRadio app and uh Ryan puts up the uh the entire show podcast every day. And if there's any interviews or good segments or whatever, Ryan will put it up there because I keep making Ryan do more and more work for no extra money. <sighs> right? You know the rest of management. Bottom line is, yes, download the iHeartRadio <laughs> app. All right, 75 out now, 96 for the high today. Again, triple digits over, thank goodness. Friday, only in the upper 80s, only. Mid-80s to eight, mid on Saturday and Sunday. Loving it. Um, By the way, uh, my seven-week-old, almost eight-week-old, uh... I don't ever, you know what's crazy is that he'll wake up, he'll sleep three or four hours, maybe if we're lucky. Yesterday, my wife's like, oh, thank you for getting up and taking care of uh, of Harrison. And I'm like, I did? She's like, yeah, you gotta be fine. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I'm so exhausted. I don't remember getting up and doing any. Oh, that's going to work out well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, I don't, that's delirious. Delirious. Uh, all right, let's play You know what's the, called? That's called alibi. Is that what it is? Yes. I'm not taking any cold medicine. That's not happening. I just... Yeah, I didn't like it when you got up and threw water on me last night at 1 a.m. Yeah, well, I did that? <laughs> it'd be cool if I actually did Sleepwalking. that. Sleepwalking, I don't know. It'd be cool if I did that. All right, let's play... Uh, <laughs> let's play... This This is... Okay, the illegal alien protest. It was a chick at first, like, leading some rants and yelling at Nancy Pelosi. Again, they, they bum-rushed her press conference on the Dreamers. Um, and then it was some dude that was screaming, leading chants. I mean, these people are sick. These, this is like, this is sick, twisted stuff. The chants. Somebody's coaching them. Obviously, it's led by someone. And again, I don't know if this was this was done purposefully by Nancy to get attention, or I, I, I don't know. Uh, but it, to me, it's a big turnoff. Do you think Americans really? Even if you have a, even if you think it, maybe there are Americans that do. Okay, maybe we should let them stay, dude. After hearing this and seeing this, you know what people are going to say to this? Oh, I know what they're going to say it. this. Beat it. Yeah, go Bop pound sand. Exactly. Go pound sand. Who the hell do you think you are coming here demanding this stuff? Nobody likes it when actual Americans go and demand things. All right, 53. Uh, this this is a big one right here. It's not just about them. It's about their parents. Here we go. My trip! My It's like My sick trip! cultish stuff.
That's just so awkward right there. <laughs> I, state your name, <laughs> you know, at what else? <laughs> but I mean, you, you hear what they're saying. How, and she's just standing there like an old little, I mean, have some guts and go, get him the hell out of here. Security, come on in. What are you going to feel bad? She debases her base. Or, you know, exactly. Or either she, she, maybe she does and she, she looks mean, but I tell you what, these, these illegal aliens didn't do themselves any favors. This was in California, right? Uh, no, this was in Washington, D.C., I oh, believe. Okay, okay, good. Uh, oh, no, no, it was in San Francisco. I'm All sorry. Right. It was in, you're right. It was in San Francisco. Well, they can't be deported because it's a sanctuary city. It's a sanctuary, but I sanctuary get, state. Get out of here. Get out of here. Deportation machine. Let's continue. There's more. We cannot say, however. We cannot say, however. <laughs> we are surprised. We remember all too well. Uh-oh. We remember Ooh, it's community. Raining and deporting. Raining and deporting. Nearly three million people. Nearly three million people. Wow. Our family members and loved ones. Our family members and loved ones. Where was your resistance then? Ooh. You created this, Nancy. You created this. Now you're going to have to do it. This is like Antifa. You know what? You get people in college convinced that there's white privilege, all this bad stuff. Get out there. College is teaching people how to resist social justice. Now what you have? You have domestic terrorist squads. I think it's acceptable and okay to get out there and beat up people that disagree with them. And now what do you do? You tell these people, these illegal aliens, you're okay, you're okay. And now they don't just want it for themselves. Now it's the whole family. And now they're coming after you because you're not doing enough for them. They think we have power and you don't. Dude, they don't even vote. They can't vote. Get them out. Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, weren't they handing out driver's licenses in certain states? In California, man. Huh? California, they're trying to, but they're on their way to becoming a sanctuary state. You know what? You can have all these people. You can have them all. These people shoving it in your face. Dude, you should be on your knees begging. You know what? I love this country. I love this country so much. I want to stay here. Does this sound like they want to stay here? No, it sounds like you want to change stuff. You you think something is right. Again, I don't even like people when they think that things are are rightfully theirs. I don't care. When you're a legal citizen, if you are such an arrogant, pompous fool that you demand things are yours and expect them to, you feel entitled. I don't like that either. And they have illegal aliens feeling entitled. They accused her of, uh, of they said, we won't be a bargaining chip for Trump. And there's more. Oh, is there more? They want a clean bill that protects them and their parents. This is not going to work out well for them. It's not going to work out well. 633. Uh, I got to get you some info about the, the whole Paul Manafort situation. Uh, about who, what, when was he wiretapped? Who was wiretapped? Who was looking at this? Will the media finally say, oh, maybe the Trumpster was right on this one? No, of course not. But wait till you hear the details of all this stuff. And he's going to be apparently indicted. About what? Wait, wait until you hear. Um, it has nothing to do with Trump. But you you got to hear this to believe it. It's coming up at about 6, 634 on KNST. We're going to have the Trump speech in an hour here at the U.N. He's apparently going to talk about Iran, North Korea, other stuff, terrorism. Right now, here's the latest from Fox. All right, 643. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. President Trump, number one, President Trump will be speaking at the U.N. Uh, about 45 minutes or so. We're going to carry it live here. He's going to talk apparently about uh, North Korea. He's going to talk. And by the way, North Koreans will sit there. And if I, I guarantee they're under orders. Do not make any facial expression if you do, your family's dead. Anyway, 
Uh, North Korea, Iran, terrorism. So we'll see what happens there. Second thing that I think you need to know, it looks like the Trumpster's actually right. Uh, it turns out CNN had this story. They broke it that uh, his uh, former campaign chairman for about eight minutes, Paul Manafort, was wiretapped by the Obama administration multiple times. I'll get into details on that, too. And did Jim Comey mislead lawmakers about that? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Third thing I think, yeah, you need to know. Homeland Security has awarded eight contracts for wall prototypes. They're moving forward with it. Big, beautiful wall. Three things I think you need to know. Um, All right, so uh, Paul Manafort. This is a this is a, a crazy story. I mean, this is. Remember, do you remember the Trump tweet from back in the day? And I remember seeing it on a Saturday morning, and I'm like, "Whoa! Like this is gonna it's gonna cause some issues right here. This is gonna cause some shockwaves." Uh, it was a, it was a pretty big um, pretty big tweet. He tweeted out, if you remember, March fourth, six thirty five in the morning. I'm like, "Whoa! Terrible! Just found out that Obama had my wires tapped." In quotes, in quotes, wires tapped. In quote. In Trump Tower, just before the victory, nothing found. This is McCarthyism. And then the media started mocking him. Wiretap! Who wiretaps? Nobody wiretaps anymore. Blah, 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 blah. Well, there was surveillance. Um. Oh, 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 you have... You know what? Can you find that? Because you know who... Oh, thank you, Ryan. John McCain criticizes. So play that in just a second. Let me just explain. People were mocking this. You know, Mark Levin, He he he's the one that broke this first, by the way. Explaining it, our afternoon host here on KNST AM seven ninety. He got mocked. I can't wait to hear Mark on the show today. On his show today, you think he's going to just throw it in their face? Um, the report said U.S. investigators obtained a surveillance warrant on Paul Manafort from the FISA court. It monitored him before and after the election, including a period when Manafort was known to talk to President Trump. Uh oh, and Manafort lived in Trump Tower. He owned a place. That's why he said wires tapped in Trump Tower. Hmm. A source told CNN the surveillance was discontinued at some point last year for a lack of evidence. Uh Uh-oh, no way. But then the FBI restarted the surveillance after obtaining a new FISA warrant that extended early into this year. This year. The report notably does not say when the new warrant was obtained. He joined the Trump campaign as its chairman in May of 2016, was gone by August a few months later. But all of a sudden it happened again. And the new warrant was part of the FBI's efforts to investigate ties between Trump campaign associates and suspected Russian operatives, according to the report. And by the way, if you need if this kind of warrant requires the approval of top Justice Department and FBI officials. Didn't specify in the report, though, which top DOJ or FBI officials approved it. Jim Comey, by the way, testified that he knew of no, no wiretap or surveillance or anything on on Trump. Was he misleading? Was he lying? You know, he is a lawyer. So the wording is what you got to pay attention to. The wording of Jim Comey. Do you know what the wording he said was when he uh, testified before a committee, a House committee? With respect to the president's tweets about alleged wiretapping directed at him by the prior administration, I have no information that supports those tweets, and we have looked carefully inside the FBI. That's what he told the House Intelligence Committee. Is he lying? That seems pretty encompassing. Is he is, is he is he lying? Maybe directed. At, this was directed at Comey, though. Maybe he said, "I." He said, "I have nothing directed at him." And Trump wrote Trump Tower. Comey lived. Uh, uh, Manafort lived in Trump Tower. I don't know. How long is this thing right here? Uh forty-one seconds. 
So John McCain, of course, ripped Trump right away for saying something like this. Will he apologize now? Will, will John McCain, the crotchety old fossil, will he apologize? Listen to this. Here we go. President Trump has to provide the American people, not just the Intelligence Committee, but the American people with evidence that uh, his predecessor, former President of the United States, was guilty of breaking the law because our Director of National Intelligence, General Clapper, testified that there was absolutely no truth to that allegation. So uh, I, I think the President has one of two choices, either retract or to provide the information that the American people deserve because if his predecessor violated the law, President Obama violated the law, we've got a serious issue here, <laughs> to mm. say the least. Yeah, he's got better for you. You better just shut up or prevent evidence. Blah, 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 blah. Says the guy who uh, sent an emissary to pick up a fake dossier that apparently claimed Trump paid a couple of Russian hookers at a Four Seasons in Moscow. Four Seasons. A Four Seasons in Moscow to pee on a bed where Obama once slept and he could watch it. Lot of truth to that, huh? Oh, you got to prove this stuff. And then, of course, McCain, why did you give that to Jim Comey? Well, I thought it might be true, so I had to hand it forward. Get out of here. Uh, by the way. Oh, is that another one? Yeah. Oh, here one more from McCain on this. Here we go. I have no reason to believe that the charge is true, but I also believe that the President of the United States could clear this up in a minute. All he has to do is pick up the phone, call the director of the CIA, director of national intelligence, uh, and say, okay, what happened? Because they certainly should know whether uh, the former President of the United States was wiretapping Trump Towers. Mm, I have no reason to believe him. Now let me tell you this. The Justice Department issued a court filing on September 2nd. That's 17 days ago. Both FBI and National Security Division confirm they have no records related to wiretaps as described by the March 4th, 2017 tweets that the president did. But about two weeks later, the FBI told reporters who filed a Freedom of Information Act request that it could neither, quote, confirm or deny the existence of records pertaining to wiretrapping of Trump Tower. So they deny them like, well, we can't confirm or deny. Yeah, somebody's lying. And that's the thing. And why doesn't John McCain define? Why doesn't John McCain call out? We need to find the people that aren't telling the truth here. We need to find the liars. He's busy saving the dreamers. Well, that yeah, that that you're right. And he doesn't want it because he doesn't want anything that that would actually help Trump in any way whatsoever. Anything. And this would be a big black eye on McCain's face mm-hmm. to say these things mm-hmm. and then have them be true. Here you go, John. Dude, it's not the first time he'd be caught lying or be wrong about things. He's actually wrong quite a bit. Oh, man. Um, so this this is a big friggin' deal. This is a huge deal. Um, I mean, Trump, if you remember, he tweeted out all kinds of things. Is it legal for a sitting president to be wiretapping a race for a president prior to an election? Turned down by court earlier, a new low, which it's true. I bet a good lawyer could make a great case out of the fact Obama was tapping my phones in October just prior to the election. I mean, it goes on and on. I just want somebody to go to jail. We've wanted that for a long time. The right somebody to go to jail. A long, 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 long time. Uh, so there you go. Um, the Obama administration was spying on Trump campaign people and Trump Tower. What more do you need? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, you can talk if you'd like. As a matter of fact, there's more. Even an F- I even got a New York Times reporter trying to uh, 
even well, she she tries to wiggle her way out of this. She tries to say that Trump is wrong on this, and even on CNN, she got called out. You have to hear it. We'll get to that, and I got some more info to share with you coming up. KNST AM seven ninety two sons. It's coming up in five. KNST AM seven ninety two sons. Most stimulating talk. Continue to suffer the effects of the devastating hurricanes that have struck our country. I want to begin by expressing my appreciation to every leader in this room who has offered assistance and aid. The American people are strong and resilient, and they will emerge from these hardships more determined than ever before. Fortunately, the United States has done very well since Election Day last November 8th. The stock market is at an all-time high, a record. Unemployment is at its lowest level in 16 years. And because of our regulatory and other reforms, we have more people working in the United States today than ever before. Companies are moving back, creating job growth the likes of which our country has not seen in a very long time. And it has just been announced that we will be spending almost $700 billion on our military and defense. Our military will soon be the strongest it has ever been. For more than 70 years, in times of war and peace, the leaders of nations, movements, and religions have stood before this assembly. Like them, I intend to address some of the very serious threats before us today, but also the enormous potential waiting to be unleashed. We live in a time of extraordinary opportunity. Breakthroughs in science, technology, and medicine are curing illnesses and solving problems that prior generations thought impossible to solve. But each day also brings news of growing dangers that threaten everything we cherish and value. Terrorists and extremists have gathered strength and spread to every region of the planet. Rogue regimes represented in this body not only support terrorists, but threaten other nations and their own people with the most destructive weapons known to humanity. Authority and authoritarian powers seek to collapse the values, the systems, and alliances that prevented conflict and tilted the world toward freedom since World War II. International criminal networks traffic drugs, weapons, people, force dislocation and mass migration, threaten our borders, and new forms of aggression exploit technology to menace our citizens. To put it simply, we meet at a time of both immense promise and great peril. It is entirely up to us whether we lift the world to new heights or let it fall into a valley of disrepair. We have it in our power, should we so choose, to lift millions from poverty, to help our citizens realize their dreams, and to ensure that new generations of children are raised free from violence, hatred, and fear. 
This institution was founded in the aftermath of two world wars to help shape this better future. It was based on the vision that diverse nations could cooperate to protect their sovereignty, preserve their security, and promote their prosperity. It was in the same period, exactly 70 years ago, that the United States developed the Marshall Plan to help restore Europe. Those three beautiful pillars, they're pillars of peace, sovereignty, security, and prosperity. The Marshall Plan was built on the noble idea that the whole world is safer when nations are strong, independent, and free. As President Truman said in his message to Congress at that time, our support of European recovery is in full accord with our support of the United Nations. The success of the United Nations depends upon the independent strength of its members. To overcome the perils of the present and to achieve the promise of the future, we must begin with the wisdom of the past. Our success depends on a coalition of strong and independent nations that embrace their sovereignty to promote security, prosperity, and peace for themselves and for the world. We do not expect diverse countries to share the same cultures, traditions, or even systems of government. But we do expect all nations to uphold these two core sovereign duties, to respect the interests of their own people and the rights of every other sovereign nation. This is the beautiful vision of this institution. And this is the foundation for cooperation and success. Strong, sovereign nations let diverse countries with different values, different cultures, and different dreams not just coexist, but work side by side on the basis of mutual respect. Strong, sovereign nations let their people take ownership of the future and control their own destiny. And strong, sovereign nations allow individuals to flourish in the fullness of the life intended by God. In America, we do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, but rather to let it shine as an example for everyone to watch. This week gives our country a special reason to take pride in that example. We are celebrating the 230th anniversary of our beloved Constitution, the oldest Constitution still in use in the world today. This timeless document has been the foundation of peace, prosperity, and freedom for the Americans and for countless millions around the globe whose own countries have found inspiration in its respect for human nature, human dignity, and the rule of law. The greatest in the United States Constitution is its first three beautiful words. They are, we the people. Generations of Americans have sacrificed 
to maintain the promise of those words, the promise of our country and of our great history. In America, the people govern, the people rule, and the people are sovereign. I was elected not to take power, but to give power to the American people where it belongs. In foreign affairs, we are renewing this founding principle of sovereignty. Our government's first duty is to its people, to our citizens, to serve their needs, to ensure their safety, to preserve their rights, and to defend their values. As President of the United States, I will always put America first. Just like you, as the leaders of your countries, will always and should always put your countries first. All responsible leaders have an obligation to serve their own citizens, and the nation-state remains the best vehicle for elevating the human condition. But making a better life for our people also requires us to work together in close harmony and unity to create a more safe and peaceful future for all people. The United States will forever be a great friend to the world, and especially to its allies. But we can no longer be taken advantage of or enter into a one-sided deal where the United States gets nothing in return. As long as I hold this office, I will defend America's interests above all else. But in fulfilling our obligations to our own nations, we also realize that it's in everyone's interest to seek a future where all nations can be sovereign, prosperous, and secure. America does more than speak for the values expressed in the United Nations Charter. Our citizens have paid the ultimate price to defend our freedom and the freedom of many nations represented in this great hall. America's devotion is measured on the battlefields where our young men and women have fought and sacrificed alongside of our allies. From the beaches of Europe to the deserts of the Middle East to the jungles of Asia. It is an eternal credit to the American character that even after we and our allies emerged victorious from the bloodiest war in history, we did not seek territorial expansion or attempt to oppose and impose our way of life on others. Instead, we helped build institutions such as this one to defend the sovereignty, security, and prosperity for all. For the diverse nations of the world, this is our hope. We want harmony and friendship, not conflict and strife. We are guided by outcomes, not ideology. We have a policy of principled realism rooted in shared goals, interests, and values. That realism forces us to confront a question facing every leader and nation in this room. It is a question we cannot escape or avoid. 
We will slide down the path of complacency, numb to the challenges, threats, and even wars that we face. Or do we have enough strength and pride to confront those dangers today so that our citizens can enjoy peace and prosperity tomorrow? If we desire to lift up our citizens, if we aspire to the approval of history, then we must fulfill our sovereign duties to the people we faithfully represent. We must protect our nations, their interests, and their futures. We must reject threats to sovereignty from the Ukraine to the South China Sea. We must uphold respect for law, respect for borders, and respect for culture, and the peaceful engagement these allow. And just as the founders of this body intended, we must work together and confront together those who threaten us with chaos, turmoil, and terror. The scourge of our planet today is a small group of rogue regimes that violate every principle on which the United Nations is based. They respect neither their own citizens nor the sovereign rights of their countries. If the righteous many do not confront the wicked few, then evil will triumph. When decent people and nations become bystanders to history, the forces of destruction only gather power and strength. No one has shown more contempt for other nations and for the well-being of their own people than the depraved regime in North Korea. It is responsible for the starvation deaths of millions of North Koreans and for the imprisonment, torture, killing, and oppression of countless more. We were all witness to the regime's deadly abuse when an innocent American college student, Otto Warmbier, was returned to America only to die a few days later. We saw it in the assassination of the dictator's brother using banned nerve agents in an international airport. We know it kidnapped a sweet 13-year-old Japanese girl from a beach in her own country to enslave her as a language tutor for North Korea's spies. If this is not twisted enough, now North Korea's reckless pursuit of nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles threatens the entire world with unthinkable loss of human life. It is an outrage that some nations would not only trade with such a regime, but would arm, supply, and financially support a country that imperils the world with nuclear conflict. No nation on Earth has an interest in seeing this band of criminals arm itself with nuclear weapons and missiles. The United States has great strength and patience, but if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. The United States is ready 
willing and able. But hopefully, this will not be necessary. That's what the United Nations is all about. That's what the United Nations is for. Let's see how they do. It is time for North Korea to realize that the denuclearization is its only acceptable future. The United Nations Security Council recently held two unanimous 15 to nothing votes, adopting hard-hitting resolutions against North Korea. And I want to thank China and Russia for joining the vote to impose sanctions along with all of the other members of the Security Council. Thank you to all involved. But we must do much more. It is time for all nations to work together to isolate the Kim regime until it ceases its hostile behavior. We face this decision not only in North Korea. It is far past time for the nations of the world to confront another reckless regime one that speaks openly of mass murder, vowing death to America, destruction to Israel, and ruin for many leaders and nations in this room. The Iranian government masks a corrupt dictatorship behind the false guise of a democracy. It has turned a wealthy country with a rich history and culture into an economically depleted rogue state whose chief exports are violence, bloodshed, and chaos. The longest suffering victims of Iran's leaders are, in fact, its own people. Rather than use its resources to improve Iranian lives, its oil profits go to fund Hezbollah and other terrorists that kill innocent Muslims and attack their peaceful Arab and Israeli neighbors. This wealth, which rightly belongs to Iran's people, also goes to shore up Bashar al-Assad's dictatorship, fuel Yemen's civil war, and undermine peace throughout the entire Middle East. We cannot let a murderous regime continue these destabilizing activities while building dangerous missiles, and we cannot abide by an agreement if it provides cover for the eventual construction of a nuclear program. The Iran deal was one of the worst and most one-sided transactions the United States has ever entered into. Frankly, that deal is an embarrassment to the United States, and I don't think you've heard the last of it, believe me. It is time for the entire world to join us in demanding that Iran's government end its pursuit of death and destruction. It is time for the regime to free all Americans and citizens of other nations that they have unjustly detained. And above all, Iran's government must stop supporting terrorists, begin serving its own people, and respect the sovereign rights of its neighbors. The entire world understands that the good people of Iran want change. And 
other than the vast military power of the United States, that Iran's people are what their leaders fear the most. This is what causes the regime to restrict internet access, tear down satellite dishes, shoot unarmed student protesters, and imprison political reformers. Oppressive regimes cannot endure forever, and the day will come when the people will face a choice. Will they continue down the path of poverty, bloodshed, and terror? Or will the Iranian people return to the nation's proud roots as a center of civilization, culture, and wealth, where their people can be happy and prosperous once again? The Iranian regime's support for terror is in stark contrast to the recent commitments of many of its neighbors to fight terrorism and halt its financing. In Saudi Arabia early last year, I was greatly honored to address the leaders of more than 50 Arab and Muslim nations. We agreed that all responsible nations must work together to confront terrorists and the Islamic extremism that inspires them. We will stop radical Islamic terrorism because we cannot allow it to tear up our nation and indeed to tear up the entire world. We must deny the terrorists safe haven, transit, funding, and any form of support for their vile and sinister ideology. We must drive them out of our nations. It is time to expose and hold responsible those countries who support and finance terror groups like Al-Qaeda, Hezbollah, the Taliban, and others that slaughter innocent people. The United States and our allies are working together throughout the Middle East to crush the loser terrorists and stop the reemergence of safe havens they use to launch attacks on all of our people. Last month, I announced a new strategy for victory in the fight against this evil in Afghanistan. From now on, our security interests will dictate the length and scope of military operations, not arbitrary benchmarks and timetables set up by politicians. I have also totally changed the rules of engagement in our fight against the Taliban and other terrorist groups. In Syria and Iraq, we have made big gains toward lasting defeat of ISIS. In fact, our country has achieved more against ISIS in the last eight months than it has in many, many years combined. We seek the de-escalation of the Syrian conflict and a political solution that honors the will of the Syrian people. The actions of the criminal regime of Bashar al-Assad, including the use of chemical weapons against his own citizens, even innocent children shock the conscience of every decent person. No society can be safe if banned chemical weapons are allowed to spread.
That is why the United States carried out a missile strike on the airbase that launched the attack. We appreciate the efforts of the United Nations agencies that are providing vital humanitarian assistance in areas liberated from ISIS, and we especially thank Jordan, Turkey, and Lebanon for their role in hosting refugees from the Syrian conflict. The United States is a compassionate nation and has spent billions and billions of dollars in helping to support this effort. We seek an approach to refugee resettlement that is designed to help these horribly treated people and which enables their eventual return to their home countries to be part of the rebuilding process. For the cost of resettling one refugee in the United States, we can assist more than 10 in their home region. Out of the goodness of our hearts, we offer financial assistance to hosting countries in the region, and we support recent agreements of the G20 nations that will seek to host refugees as close to their home countries as possible. This is the safe, responsible, and humanitarian approach. For decades, the United States has dealt with migration challenges here in the Western Hemisphere. We have learned that over the long term, uncontrolled migration is deeply unfair to both the sending and the receiving countries. For the sending countries, it reduces domestic pressure to pursue needed political and economic reform and drains them of the human capital necessary to motivate and implement those reforms. For the receiving countries, the substantial costs of uncontrolled migration are borne overwhelmingly by low-income citizens whose concerns are often ignored by both media and government. I want to salute the work of the United Nations in seeking to address the problems that cause people to flee from their homes. The United Nations and African Union led peacekeeping missions to have invaluable contributions in stabilizing conflicts in Africa. The United States continues to lead the world in humanitarian assistance, including famine prevention and relief in South Sudan, Somalia, and northern Nigeria and Yemen. We have invested in better health and opportunity all over the world through programs like PEPFAR, which funds AIDS relief, the President's Malaria Initiative, the Global Health Security Agenda, the Global Fund to End Modern Slavery, and the Woman Entrepreneurs Finance Initiative part of our commitment to empowering women all across the globe. We also thank, thank you. We also thank the Secretary General for recognizing that the United Nations must reform if it is to be an effective partner in confronting threats to sovereignty 
security, and prosperity. Too often, the focus of this organization has not been on results, but on bureaucracy and process. In some cases, states that seek to subvert this institution's noble aims have hijacked the very systems that are supposed to advance them. For example, it is a massive source of embarrassment to the United Nations that some governments with egregious human rights records sit on the UN Human Rights Council. The United States is one out of 193 countries in the United Nations, and yet we pay 22% of the entire budget and more. In fact, we pay far more than anybody realizes. The United States bears an unfair cost burden, but to be fair, if it could actually accomplish all of its stated goals, especially the goal of peace, this investment would easily be well worth it. Major portions of the world are in conflict, and some, in fact, are going to hell. But the powerful people in this room, under the guidance and auspices of the United Nations, can solve many of these vicious and complex problems. The American people hope that one day soon the United Nations can be a much more accountable and effective advocate for human dignity and freedom around the world. In the meantime, we believe that no nation should have to bear a disproportionate share of the burden militarily or financially. Nations of the world must take a greater role in promoting secure and prosperous societies in their own regions. That is why in the Western Hemisphere, the United States has stood against the corrupt, destabilizing regime in Cuba and embraced the enduring dream of the Cuban people to live in freedom. My administration recently announced that we will not lift sanctions on the Cuban government until it makes fundamental reforms. We have also imposed tough, calibrated sanctions on the socialist Maduro regime in Venezuela, which has brought a once thriving nation to the brink of total collapse. The socialist dictatorship of Nicolas Maduro has inflicted terrible pain and suffering on the good people of that country. This corrupt regime destroyed a prosperous nation by imposing a failed ideology that has produced poverty and misery everywhere it has been tried. To make matters worse, Maduro has defied his own people, stealing power from their elected representatives to preserve his disastrous rule. The Venezuelan people are starving, and their country is collapsing. Their democratic institutions are being destroyed. This situation is completely unacceptable, and we cannot stand by and watch. As a responsible neighbor and friend, we and all others have a goal. That goal is to help them regain their freedom, recover their country, 
and restore their democracy. I would like to thank leaders in this room for condemning the regime and providing vital support to the Venezuelan people. The United States has taken important steps to hold the regime accountable. We are prepared to take further action if the government of Venezuela persists on its path to impose authoritarian rule on the Venezuelan people. We are fortunate to have incredibly strong and healthy trade relationships with many of the Latin American countries gathered here today. Our economic bond forms a critical foundation for advancing peace and prosperity for all of our people and all of our neighbors. I ask every country represented here today to be prepared to do more to address this very real crisis. We call for the full restoration of democracy and political freedoms in Venezuela. The problem in Venezuela is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, but that socialism has been faithfully implemented. From the Soviet Union to Cuba to Venezuela, wherever true socialism or communism has been adopted, it has delivered anguish and devastation and failure. Those who preach the tenets of these discredited ideologies only contribute to the continued suffering of the people who live under these cruel systems. America stands with every person living under a brutal regime. Our respect for sovereignty is also a call for action. All people deserve a government that cares for their safety, their interests, and their well-being, including their prosperity. In America, we seek stronger ties of business and trade with all nations of goodwill. But this trade must be fair, and it must be reciprocal. For too long, the American people were told that mammoth multinational trade deals unaccountable international tribunals and powerful global bureaucracies were the best way to promote their success. But as those promises flowed, millions of jobs vanished and thousands of factories disappeared. Others gamed the system and broke the rules. And our great middle class once the bedrock of American prosperity was forgotten and left behind. But they are forgotten no more, and they will never be forgotten again. While America will pursue cooperation and commerce with other nations, we are renewing our commitment to the first duty of every government, the duty of our citizens. This bond is the source of America's strength and that of every responsible nation represented here today. If this organization is to have any hope of successfully confronting the challenges before us, 
It will depend, as President Truman said some 70 years ago, on the independent strength of its members. If we are to embrace the opportunities of the future and overcome the present dangers together, there can be no substitute for strong, sovereign, and independent nations. Nations that are rooted in their histories and invested in their destinies. Nations that seek allies to befriend, not enemies to conquer. And most important of all, nations that are home to patriots, to men and women who are willing to sacrifice for their countries, their fellow citizens, and for all that is best in the human spirit. In remembering the great victory that led to this body's founding, we must never forget that those heroes who fought against evil also fought for the nations that they loved. Patriotism led the Poles to die to save Poland, the French to fight for a free France, and the Brits to stand strong for Britain. Today, if we do not invest ourselves, our hearts, and our minds in our nations, if we will not build strong families, safe communities, and healthy societies for ourselves, no one can do it for us. We cannot wait for someone else, for faraway countries or far-off bureaucracies. We can't do it. We must solve our problems to build our prosperity, to secure our future, or we will build vulnerable to decay, domination, and defeat. The true question for the United Nations today, for people all over the world who hope for better lives for themselves and their children, is a basic one. Are we still patriots? Do we love our nations enough to protect their sovereignty and to take ownership of their futures? Do we revere them enough to defend their interests, preserve their cultures, and ensure a peaceful world for their citizens. One of the greatest American patriots, John Adams, wrote that the American Revolution was effected before the war commenced. The revolution was in the minds and hearts of the people. That was the moment when America awoke, when we looked around and understood that we were a nation. We realized who we were, what we valued, and what we would give our lives to defend. From its very first moments, the American story is the story of what is possible when people take ownership of their future. The United States of America has been among the greatest forces for good in the history of the world and the greatest defenders of sovereignty, security, and prosperity for all. Now we are calling for a great reawakening of nations, for the revival of their spirits, their pride, their people, and their patriotism. History is asking us whether we are up to the task. Our answer will be a renewal of will, a rediscovery of resolve, 
and a rebirth of devotion. We need to defeat the enemies of humanity and unlock the potential of life itself. Our hope is a word and world of proud, independent nations that embrace their duties, seek friendship, respect others, and make common cause in the greatest shared interest of all, a future of dignity and peace for the people of this wonderful earth. This is the true vision of the United Nations, the ancient wish of every people, and the deepest yearning that lives inside every sacred soul. So let this be our mission, and let this be our message to the world. We will fight together, sacrifice together, and stand together for peace, for freedom, for justice, for family, for humanity, and for the Almighty God who made us all. Thank you. God bless you. God bless the nations of the world. And God bless the United States of America. Thank you very much. All right, 745. What a speech. 42 minutes, give or take a few seconds. President Trump gave that speech. Was that not the president that was elected November 8th? Was that not the guy that was running for a couple of years before that? That's the America First guy. Holy cap. Did he call out everybody and their mother? We recap it. When we get back, KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Trump said about socialism and the reaction of the socialist morons that were uh, inside the United Nations. Listen to this. Here we go. The problem in Venezuela is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, but that socialism has been faithfully implemented. Great line. Wait. Wait. Do we clap? He's talking about us. Oh, crap. He's talking about us. He's not. Pause it. From the That's st- all we need for now. That's all we need for now. <laughs> He's talking about. Oh, man. He called us out. He's letting everybody know. We still got Bernie Sanders. At least we got him. Just, I mean, he, in his face. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you people. You people. Dude, this was the guy. Just when you think he's getting squishy and you see these reports, whether I don't know if they're fake news or not. Uh, John Kelly's not letting Trump see any negative DACA stories. There's McMaster's not doing this. But Trump's the man in charge. You got to understand that. He's the man in charge. What this proved to me is that this is the same guy that you elected, that I elected November 8th. This is the same guy that ran. This is the guy that didn't do the deal with Chuck and Nancy, but came out afterward and said, if there's no wall funding, there's no, there's no deal. This is the guy. This was an unbelievable America first speech. We've had nothing but apologies for the past eight years. We're bad. Globalists are the best. Uh, We're sorry. We're the worst. You know what I was thinking during this whole speech, too, by the way? Where would the world be without America? What if America never came about 200 and something years ago? 240 years ago? Where would it be? The U.N. is funded mostly by us, and Trump called that out, too. Yeah, we're paying an unfair burden. We are. Where would the world be without America? It'd be dictators all over the planet. You do realize that, right? They'd be dictators, they'd be regimes, there'd be constant war. It'd be that way. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Mark, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. 
Good morning, Garrett. How are you? Sir? All right. What's happening? I uh, just wanted to make a comment on the president's speech this morning. I thought it was awesome. Uh, we've had eight years of us apologizing uh, to every country in the world for how uh, the United States works. And I'm glad to see that uh, Trump stepped up to the plate and, and said it the way it really is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, is there, I can't even imagine anything that he left out, to be honest with you. No, sir, he did not. Um, I'm proud of him. Me too. Isn't that crazy? And I hate giving other people credit. <laughs> I mean, I really do. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it, man. Take care. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, it, it, was, it was really, really good. And you know what it, you know what it is? is that he's not a politician. A real politician, whether it was President W. Bush, H.W. Bush, Clinton, Obama, they never would have said something, something like this. Because they didn't want to offend their boys. They're all boys together. They all get together. They all profit. They all make money on the globalism. And Trump was elected because American people said enough is enough. One of the key things that Trump said is that uh, I was elected to give people the power back. I mean, I'm taking notes the entire time uh, and trying to listen at the same time. He said in America, people rule, people govern, people are sovereign. I was elected to give power to the American people. I've never heard any president say that. Have you? So he's up there calling out the U.N. for the deficiencies that it has, the corruption that it has, calling out the terrible countries for what they're doing, the rogue regimes, the dictators, the terrorists, you name it. The backwards and, and things. The backs, yeah, and, and he calls the U.N. These, these, socialist, these socialist pigs is what they are. They come here and they, they get immunity, diplomatic immunity. They can get, you know, they drive a thousand miles an hour in the streets. They have parties. They do all kinds of stuff. They live off our tax dollars. And Trump called them out to their face. You want to know why? Because he has nothing to lose. Nothing is going to affect him. And that's what made a guy like Trump mad. He's a powerful guy, business developer. I make deals. I do things. And he realized he loved this. He loves this country. His whole life growing up, just like you and me, loves the country and realizes without the without us, this world is screwed. And we are by far the strongest player. But we're not going to corrupt that power. We're not going to sit there and all of a sudden take over other countries. Not what we want to do. We do not want that. So he'd get frustrated, just like you and me, at the fact that other presidents would kowtow to other countries, would apologize for our greatness. Why are we trying to apologize for our greatness? So he's sitting there saying, we have the power play here. We, we hold hand, like Costanza. We have hand. And we'd never use it. So Trump's sitting there saying, the hell are these guys going to do? Does that make you feel great as an American? We are not throwing it in the face of other people. He's calling out bad people. He's calling out bad countries. He's calling out bad policies. And he's saying, what are you going to do? I'm the leader of the free world, and I work for the American people. That's what it comes down to. What are you going to do about it? You'll do nothing. You're either with us, and you get on board because things are changing, or you're going to be left behind. You want to do business with America? It's going to be fair for you and fair for us. We've had it. That's what he did. Play the rocket man line. I mean, he called out North Korea and Iran. And by the way, really quick, he started out the speech. Uh, and he started out the speech by by uh, bragging. And, and I've always said this, and Ryan could back it up. And I always tell people that are young here starting out, nobody can read minds. And if you don't brag on yourself, nobody will do it for you. And it's okay. Trump started out say basically building up the case for 
you know, I got a lot of backing in my country. So what I'm going to tell you is going to, it's going to make you feel bad. It's going to rough you up a little bit. But you know what? There's going to be nothing but slaps on the back, my back, and high fives from the American people. The economy's doing better. Jobs are being created. Things are getting better in America, better than they have been in a long time. So I have the support of the American people, and now I'm going to call you out. Do you think they're going to be mad at that? I don't think so. And this is what he said about the North Korean crazy fat kid leader. Go ahead. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself. Damn right. And for his regime. Damn right. The United States is ready, willing, and able. But hopefully, this will not be necessary. <laughs> and you know what's happening right now? Rocket Man. Rocket Man. The media is losing its mind. The media is like, you can't do that. And you'll have some wussified rhino Republicans. Guarantee it, right? Um, guarantee it. Um I guarantee they, they're going to sit there and go, he shouldn't say that stuff. That's not presidential. And it's not good to say that. You don't want to antagon- antagonize him. I'm sorry. Hasn't he been uh, threatening America for years? He and his crazy dead dad. Launching for, missiles? For decades. They've been, yep. yeah, they, launching missiles, threatening everything. Rockets. I mean, who, who called him Rocket Man that made him try to come up with nuclear weapons? Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Well, let's play the last uh, North Korean one right there. This is also what he said at the uh, speech, which you heard live here on KNST AM790. Go ahead. No nation on earth has an interest in seeing this band of criminals arm itself with nuclear weapons and missiles. The United States has great strength and patience. But if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Boom. I don't want to, but I will. I don't want to, but I will. What did you think of that speech? 880-KNST, 880-5678. I'll get more of your reaction, more of my reaction. Uh, And it's already happening. You might be surprised by this. You probably shouldn't be. But... People are already trying to tear apart what Trump said. You have to hear it to believe it. What the other side is interpreting in that Trump speech, I can't believe they're even going there. It's coming up in about 5, 820, Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Stimulating talk. 827. Stop pointing at me. You like it. And next time, use your finger. Um... (laughs) It's going to be, what I say, it's going to be about 96, yeah, 96 or so for the high today. Just look out for that. It's supposed to be in the uh, mid to upper 80s, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm looking, I'm, I'm liking, I'm looking and I'm liking. So I'm, I'm hoping it continues 80 degrees right now. Uh, don't forget, download the free iHeartRadio app. That way you can listen all the time, no matter where you are. And you could even uh, access, again, it's for free, the Garrett Lewis channel on iHeartRadio. Download the app, search Garrett Lewis. You'll see it. Follow it, and you'll get hit up with all kinds of, uh, well, whenever there's new content up there, which is like every weekday, uh, it'll notify you. And you have 24-7 access to me. Sometimes I don't wear pants. Uh, All right, let's play. uh, I don't even know. I'm just trying to really do something. Anyway. Takes uh, a special kind of guy to pull off those pants. Thank you. It's true. (laughs) Uh, You look at the trends on Twitter. What? What Donald Trump calls Kim Jong-un. Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. And it warns <laughs> U.S. may have to totally destroy North Korea. Yes, there's right. a chance. 
Uh, last time I checked, North Korea has threatened to totally destroy America. So, w- what? We don't defend ourselves? <laughs> People are already making uh, pictures on, on Twitter. Yeah, memes of, of Kim Jong-il's face on Elton John. Oh, yeah. Dude, if you had a problem with this speech, I don't know what is wrong with you. I'm just, yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, I want you to hear someone that did have a problem with this speech, though, and everything he said was good. When we get back in about 10 minutes, by the way, I'm going to play for you. You may have missed it. It was actually a part where uh, President Trump actually called out globalists. Not just American security, but American business interests. I mean, it's it was remarkable. Uh, here's John Kirby. This guy is the former spokesman, I believe, for... Uh, uh, the, it was the, the Navy. No, 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 no. Secretary of State, maybe the State Department. I, I forget. Uh, he had. Oh man, he was um, Admiral John Kirby, and he was something with the Obama administration. He was some kind of spokesman. He had a horrible mustache at the time. Yes, uh, retired. Uh, yes, he was the spokesperson for the State Department. That's what it was. So he's on CNN now. He's making money. He's cashing it in. And this was his view of the Trump speech. Listen to this. Look, this wasn't a speech. This was a sermon. And he wasn't a president, he was a preacher up there, given his dark world view uh, about threats and conflict. This was a speech about conflict around the world, not a speech about cooperation. And that's a real shame, because of all the places you can give a speech about collective security and mutual cooperation and respect, it's at the UN, and I think he missed a huge opportunity. Really? How many times has that happened? (laughs) How many times has that happened? Uh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's dark. Yeah, you know what? Unfortunately, the world is kind of dark because the dark forces were allowed, they were allowed to grow over the past eight years, weren't they? Obama not only let the dark forces grow, he gave one of the dark forces hundreds of billions of dollars. Iran, which, by the way, Trump said the Iranian deal is an embarrassment to the United States embarrassment you damn right you damn right i just can't get over that socialism one though can we play that one more time this so he called out the socialists at the united nations and they did not know what to do listen the problem in venezuela is not that socialism has been poorly implemented but that socialism has been faithfully implemented. Uh, crap, he's on to us. Uh, uh, what do we do? Uh, okay, that's it. From the you know, there was a headline that I saw, and this is why socialism doesn't work either. There was a story, no joke, that I saw. Will rabbit meat save Venezuela? That's socialism. All oh, you idiot Bernie support. Ah, oh, it'd been great, really. And don't buy this democratic socialism. There's no such thing as democratic socialism. You know, you know uh, what is as real as democratic socialism? Unicorns. Yeah. So, yeah, we have that. All right, coming up, oh, wait till you hear this more, and I'll get your reaction. Be patient. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Rocket man. Uh, let me tell you, Trump's branding sticks. Ask Crooked Hillary. Ask Lion Ted. Crooked Hillary. Ask Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Yes. Um, ask little Marco. <laughs> ask low energy Jeb exclamation point. Ask them all. Rocket Man. He might like that, though, Rocket Man. All we do is win, win, win. Mm-hmm. And he won again on the, uh, the wiretapping. But wait till you hear him call out not just the socialists, but the globalists standing up for America. 
coming up uh, in about seven minutes. First, 832 on KNSD AM 790. Here's Fox. 841. How's it going? You good? That's cool. Remember, if you're getting out of work, go to KNSD.com and listen. Run to your computer. Download the iHeartRadio app so you don't have to run. Listen on your phone. It's free. It's easy. Find the Garrett Lewis channel there also. Get highlights, podcasts, full shows, you name it. iHeartRadio app. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. President Trump addressed the United Nations last hour. He carried the entire 42-minute speech live. And wow, what an America First speech that was. The new day continues in America. Holy cow. Uh, Calling out North Korea, Iran, radical Islamic terrorism, globalism, um, socialism. You name it. He called it out. The U.N. itself. Incredible. Second thing that I think you need to know. Uh, and, and this is another huge one. Trump was right. CNN breaks the story that Trump Tower actually was wiretapped. Yeah, they wiretapped Paul Manafort, who was living at Trump Tower. He owns a condo or whatever at Trump Tower. Wiretapped. Uh, they don't give a reason as to why, but he was wiretapped. Uh, going back to 2014, and then it stopped. They had no evidence. And then afterward, you want to know why, in my estimation? Looking for dirt. They were hoping some Russian dude would call up. They'd hear it. They really actually had, and this was the Obama administration that ordered it, by the way. They wanted dirt on the guy that was running that would win the White House. That's Trump. It's huge. Where's the apologies from McCain, the media? How about some other senators that started to, the rhino establishment swamp that started to uh, mock President Trump? Where are the, This is a huge story, by the way, that the Obama administration was literally spying on. This is Nixonian. Third thing, I think you need to know Homeland Security has awarded eight contracts for the border wall prototypes, baby. They're going to be big, they're going to be beautiful, and they're going to work. They are going to... You know, real quick, uh, there was a little sidebar that I saw of a story. I don't want to just give it only a minute, but um, if you don't think that walls work, why are they putting up a wall around the Eiffel Tower? Try to keep out jihadis. That's what they're trying to do. They're putting up a wall around the Eiffel Tower. But walls are bad, right? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, let's play the uh, the Trump. Uh, he warns the globalist socialists that are out there at the U.N. See, they loved Obama because Obama helped them get rich. Right? Listen to how Trump was america first he was america first he talked america first listen to this in america we seek stronger ties of business and trade with all nations of goodwill but this trade must be fair and it must be reciprocal yep for too long the american people were told that mammoth multinational trade deals unaccountable international tribunals and powerful global bureaucracies were the best way to promote their success. Mm. But as those promises flowed, millions of jobs vanished and thousands of factories disappeared. Mm -hmm. Others gamed the system and broke the rules. And our great middle class, once the bedrock of American prosperity, was forgotten and left behind, Mm -hmm. but they are forgotten no more, Mm -mm. and they will never be forgotten again. Nope. By the way, hang on. Pause that. That was an applause line. 
Apparently, the United Nations is very upset that Americans will not be forgotten again. Did you get that? I heard that at the time. I'm like, wait, what? Why are they not? Why are they not applauding? They don't like us. They want themselves to get rich on our backs. They want to take advantage of us. They have no problem. These people, they come here. They live in these beautiful places in New York City. They get money, diplomatic immunity. Uh, they don't mind. Uh, it's such a class, a caste system. They don't mind the peasants in their home countries working for a buck a month. They don't mind that. Yeah, our people build furniture for a buck a month. Forget Americans. Forget that stuff. We'll all get rich together. Oh, yeah. Go out to dinner, have some drinks. Who cares if Americans are out of work? Who cares? Globalism. Go back a little bit, Ryan. You hear it again. I want you to hear them. They'll let Russia uh, go. No, no, don't go that far back. Right about there. Well, then we'll let Trump continue. Here we go. Was forgotten and left behind, mm-hmm. but they are forgotten no more, and they will never be forgotten again. Oh, they don't like that. They don't like that. While America will pursue cooperation <laughs> and commerce with other nations, we are renewing our commitment to the first duty of every government the duty of our citizens. This bond is the source of America's strength and that of every responsible nation represented here today. Oh, boy. They didn't like that either. Wait, what? Governments are responsible to do the work for their citizens? What? Dude, that is that is epic. You didn't hear that. All you heard the last eight years was, we need to be torn down a little bit. We've had it too good. You should have a better reason. You're not doing much better is because of us. Because of us. This may have been, and Trump's given a lot of good speeches. This may have been his best speech ever, to be honest with you. He got in there. He rocked it. He left. And people don't even, you know what, the socialists there, they don't even know what hit them. They have no idea. You want to hear some more negative takes from the media on this? Because only they could say this is negative. He's sticking up for America. By the way, you don't hear McCain and Flake talking about that. They still are saying that NAFTA was great. Who cares about those American jobs that are gone? It's great. It's not great. It's not great at all. You have to love that. We were told mammoth multinational trade deals, NAFTA, unaccountable international tribunals. Paris Climate Accord. Powerful global bureaucracies were the best way to promote their success. That's what we were told. But our jobs vanished. Why why aren't these other politicians sticking up for America? How is Trump going to gain from this? All right, let's play uh, Stephanie Rule. Apparently, this is MSNBC. No, the the one below that. Stephanie Rule, she literally, uh, on MSNBC, she does not like the president, does not like you. I thought his speech was pretty crystal clear, don't you? Apparently, you might be too dumb to understand what the UN does or something. Listen to what she said. Then would you categorize the speech, I guess, as unsophisticated? So while it may play to his base, and there are lots of Americans, to Ali's point, that don't necessarily like the UN, they might not understand the nuances and all mm. that the UN does yes. on a coordinated effort to protect us. So on uh, the face, oh, they protect uh, us. could people view this as a strong speech, not having an understanding of all of these disconnects required uh, for the president to be impactful? Mm. So you're just too dumb. Exactly. You're too dumb to know. You don't know how great the United Nations is, what they do to protect us. 
which is why they always need our money and our help all the time, over and over and over again. So how many of those blue hats did you see all, like after Harvey helping with the cleanup <laughs> or after Irma? Seriously. I, I, None. I, I know. You saw zero. Listen, they protect you. are just too dumb to understand the nuances of what they do. Too dumb. Of course, uh, Rocket Man firing rockets at our allies, threatening us. Um, it's really not good. God forbid we stand up. If we stand up for ourselves, we're bad. Listen to what uh, George Stephanopoulos and Terry Moran said about what Trump said by calling him Rocket Man and saying, we may be forced to destroy you. Listen. The conditions for totally destroying North Korea would be a force to defend ourselves and our allies. You could read that possibly to even open up uh, a justification for preventive war against North Korea. Uh, that is a pro- potential justification, but the words totally destroying a, a nation of 25 million people, uh, that borders on the threat of committing a war crime. <laughs> uh, and that is going to be the... Really? Really? I mean, it's a war crime. Well, I'm sorry, did you say that it was a war crime that Kim Jong-un is threatening to destroy us? How about when Iran produces videos, they blow up America? Is that not a war crime? I'm just, death to America, is that not a war crime? Hmm. So us tell, telling them, stop it, or you're going to be destroyed. That's the war crime. That's Just sit back and think for just a second. Who thought Trump's speech was great, and who thought Trump's speech was dark, a war crime, unsophisticated, right? You have the, the UN people that wouldn't clap about putting, you know, making sure America got a fair shake and American workers. They didn't even know what to do when he, they got called out for being socialists. The mainstream media, the establishment media, mocking this. So there you go. The globalists and the, and the establishment media, the swamp, mocking this. Middle America, the rest of America, we said finally, finally. 851, there's more. We'll continue in five. Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Eight different prototypes. We'll see what happens. Three things I think you need to know. Now, we'll get back to the Trump stuff. And by the way, I put up at KNST.com, Trump slamming socialism. You know, I'll play that one real quick. Then we'll get to the Nancy Pelosi stuff. I have this video up. I have the Nancy Pelosi video up. You'll hear in a second. And I have the entire speech already up at KNST.com. And if you missed it, I suggest at some point you go to KNST.com and you watch it. All right, listen, this is just the the best part right here. Uh, Trump on uh, socialism. The awkward silence. Because there are a bunch of socialists at the U.N. Listen to this. The problem in Venezuela is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, but that socialism has been faithfully implemented. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Um, it's about us. Uh, yeah, okay, that's all we need. Awkward silence. Crap! Obama never called us out for this stuff. Even Bush didn't call us out for this stuff. Uh Uh-oh. Well, then. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice, huh? All right, now, Nancy Pelosi. I don't know if you know about this. Nancy Pelosi. Um, she... She got taken over. I got, was it a setup? Was it not? I'm seeing stories about security said they had to uh, to escort her out, but it was it was not for a while. Nancy Pelosi was having a press conference in San Francisco when all of a sudden, I mean, it had to be like a 30, 30 or 40 illegal aliens, younger illegal aliens, probably in their 20s, all of a sudden took over, took over the press conference. 
And we'll let's play in order, Ryan. As I lost, uh, I lost all control of this entire. Oh, here we go. No, I, 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 I got it. I got it. I don't want to play the. Let's not do the. Let's do the second clip first, though. If that makes sense, play in order with the second clip first. Uh, let's do number forty-nine. Forty-nine. They literally just took over a press conference she was having about the DACA dreamer, even though she's confusing the two, but they're not the same. Um, they took it over right there in San Francisco, and it's like out of control maniacs. It's it's like they they it's like the Democrats convinced a bunch of illegal aliens all over the country that they deserve certain things. They've convinced them so much because they're hoping that they can get them to vote for them when they get their amnesty. They convince them of things so much that they now cannot be told what is right and wrong. They are now out of control. Listen to the first clip. Here we go. I'll take it over. Wow. Illegal immigrant. There we go. Without hurting our family. Oh, there you go. We we want a clean bill. We deserve to be here. You know, we were brought here when we were two and three. That's what we're going to tell you. And five and six, 16 and 17. Shh. We deserve this. Our parents were in their 20s and 30s, 40s. Don't be a hater. But they deserve to stay here. Ah, there it is. It's never going to be good enough. Never, never, never. There's more. Uh, let's do number 50. Here we go. We, 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 So we will not be a bargaining chip, and we will not. Uh, you will not use us uh, for the Trump agenda or to militarize the border. And by militarizing, it means building a wall. Which you know what? Maybe they needed a better wall at the Nancy Pelosi press conference to keep these people out. <laughs> she doesn't believe in walls. Mm, yeah, well, she actually what, practicing what exactly, she thinks. Yeah, look what happens, Nancy. Yeah. Look what happens. You know, maybe we should document these kids. Mm-hmm. Like uh, these, elite, these This will uh, never happen people. in any country. And by the way, does this not make you mad? Do you want these people in this country? Shouldn't they be like, listen, wasn't our fault. We would do anything to yeah. be like, there's, there's nothing that they, they, they just, they are so disrespectful. I get it. My, our parents did the wrong thing. They thought they were doing the right thing by us. I get it. I get the laws that are here and it stinks. And there's no, not really a good answer. But we love this country. We love it so much. We want to be here. We love America and what it stands for. You don't hear that, do you? Nope. You hear a bunch of bullies demanding things, feeling like they're entitled to stuff.
That's not going to sit well. Uh, one more, and then we'll play some more. But here's another clip. Here we go. Ooh. Pause it. No, they actually didn't create an out-of-control deportation machine. They created an out-of-control group of illegal aliens that feel they're entitled to just get whatever the hell they want. That's what they created. Let's continue. go we are the resistance let me tell you there are more people in this country that are going to get more mad at this that may have had a heart may have said you know what again maybe they deserve this but if this is what they really are and you know what should happen now other illegal aliens that apparently aren't this militant extremist entitled arrogant bullying They need to step up and say, no, 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 that's, that's, not, that's not me. That's not, uh, no, 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 no. I am grateful. They're, these, these, they're not grateful. They're not grateful. Guess what happens if you leave? We'll be just fine. 880-KNST, 880-5670. I got more sound bites that are just, because a guy that takes over and started screaming. This is insane. Again, what country would this be acceptable besides America? And it shouldn't be acceptable. If Nancy had any guts, she'd have called ICE and said, come get them. They're all saying they're undocumented. They're admitting it. I've had, and she should say, you ungrateful little freaks. I have been actually fighting for you. You ungrateful little freaks. I've been fighting for you. And this is how you repay me? This is what happens when you don't tell people no. And this is what happens when you lie to people. This is why you have to keep score at games. Because kids now have to know when it's truthful, when they win or lose. We'll continue. 924 minutes. Don't you go anywhere. Morning morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 792, Sons, most stimulating talk. Mm-hmm. 924. Uh, we're talking about all kinds of things. The Trump speech, Nancy Pelosi, legal immigration, uh, her, her press conference overrun by militant illegal aliens, demanding things, giving, I mean, they believe they're entitled to be here. All kinds of, no gratefulness whatsoever. We want this. We want our parents. We want this and this and this. Excuse me? That is not how you get the most out of people. They you even, whip them. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> we'll even play when they were shouting names at Nancy Pelosi. We'll get to that as well. First, Chuck's been waiting. Chuck, welcome to KNST. What's up, Chuck? Oh, hey. Sorry about the beefing. I'm just playing in my big excavator because there's all kinds of work going on since the spring of the year. Really? Where, where are you? We're building a shopping center in the Sarita Green Valley area. Okay, you're bi- so what? All of a sudden, you're getting a lot of work uh, because of the the the. You know, listen, the economy is booming only because of Trump's cutting regulations. It could be booming a lot more with tax reform and getting rid of Obamacare. But is that what it is? Is people feel more this, confident? This initial boom seems to be the people that have money to invest are now comfortable to invest it and not worried about it being taken away from them. No kidding. Well, and okay, so you're, you're, uh, you're excavating things. My son would love I am. That. Okay. I'm, I'm digging a hole in the ground for, right. some, for some utilities because people like to have electricity and telephone and cable TV and all that good stuff. You know what? There was a story that I saw. It was home building uh, in Texas. But um, 
uh, because of Trump, uh, you know, saying we're going to enforce the, the border laws and, you know, Border Patrol and ICE can do their job now. Apparently, uh, illegal aliens were leaving. And there was a story I talked about it a couple weeks ago, or even last, it was last week, a couple weeks ago, Ryan. And it said that uh, the salaries or the, the wages, the wages for construction have gone up 30%. And the companies that are building the homes are, they're raising wages and they're making the conditions where they work better and offering more. Are you finding that as well? Well, we're starting laborers at $13 an hour now instead of 11 and we're having a hard time finding them. Really? And I'll tell you another good thing is the TU, or not not a good thing, but the TUSD graduates that I encounter can't read a tape measure, can't do fractions. Well, um, you know, I, I have I get, a hard time with math, but, I, you know, they, they know all about uh, Mexican-American studies. The fact that I'm digging in Ozzedlan or wherever I am. Oh, yeah, exactly. No kidding. But so the, the, the reason I called yeah. was uh, a couple years ago, you saw the pictures of all the kids on top of the train, the, the train of death or whatever they named yep, it. Yep. And there was a rumor that some uh, left-wing activist organizations were going to South America and handing out propaganda saying you need to hurry up and get your children to the United States because we won't kick them back. We're going to put them in these places like Southwest Keys. Mm-hmm. and we're going to wait for this legislation, and then you can follow them on our ridiculous immigration laws. So nobody talks about that. These kids weren't brought here by their parents, a lot of them. They weren't brought here innocently. They were sent here as a tool to get into our country. And the thing that really bothers me is when they're protesting, they all wave American flag, or uh, Mexican flags. Yeah. Not so much America. They burn the American flag, and they wave the Mexican flag. I'm not quite sure how that works. Yeah, well, that, that's why, I mean... You sit back and say they just sound ungrateful, entitled, and um, listen, American kids that sound that way, we don't like. You know, nobody likes an entitled, ungrateful brat, and that's Absolutely exactly not. what they sound like. And I put I put American flags on all their hard hats before I give them their hard hats. So. Any, anybody complain? Um, no, but what are they going to do? Complain to the boss? What kind of what what kind of people are you are you are you, are you looking for? Do you just do excavating? Are you looking for like plumbers, uh, carpenters? Um, we're, what are you looking for? we're an electrical contractor that does quite a bit of underground utilities. But I mean, I can teach anybody anything if they're willing to learn. Well, what are you looking for? What specific you know kind of work? Operators, pipe layers, you know, electricians. Okay, and you're having a tough time finding them, huh? We are. I'm having a tough time finding. Just straight up laborers that are interested in in working hard, and you know, I told them, any one of you can get where I'm at. All you got to do is listen and pay attention, and that seems to be a, a a trait that's hard to get in today's youth. How'd you start? I'm just curious. Did you start just just you know doing the labor part of it? Um, yeah, my dad started when I was. I could probably pass a journeyman electrician's test when I was 12 because my dad was an electrician. Mm-hmm. Grew up on a farm in the Midwest. Learned how to run equipment, and just never. Turn down an opportunity to work hard and, you know, make some money. If you worked hard, you could yeah. get on a piece of equipment and learn a little more and get a little better job. And pretty soon I was running the whole deal. So, yeah, that's how you know, it works. That's what man. America is all about. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I'm glad there's construction going on down there. You know, we need to change welfare. No more sitting on your butt and getting paid. Go get a job. Go learn. Hey, you know what? If you would pass one simple law in the middle of all this uh, immigration stuff and say that nobody can get government-funded stuff until you're a citizen for seven years, you watch these people stop coming here. Yeah, I bet. I bet, man. Uh, Take care. I love you guys. Chuck, 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 oh, 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 hang, Chuck, whoa, whoa. don't hang up. Just just uh, hang on a second for me, okay? Oh, Ryan, Ryan apparently, what, what's going on, Ryan? I have people I think are looking to get a job. Really? I got this guy. I didn't get his name yet. 
Chuck, how about I put you on hold, and sure. I get your number, yeah, what's your name? and then and then and then we'll and can we give? Well, do you want to call yeah. this guy? You want this guy to call you? <laughs> We're um, like a, I'll give you. Let me talk to Ryan. Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, this is this is great. We are we are uh, causing employment. Well, it's not just really us. It's our radio airwaves that are connecting it. It's really Chuck that's causing the employment. Sure. If you're looking for a job like that, sure. Ryan's going to take Chuck's number. This is better than a job fair, isn't it? All right. How cool is that? Well, I'm glad that things are moving up for Chuck. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, there should be uh, some more economy. That's why, you know, you, these TUSD graduates can't read a tape measure. Even I can read a tape measure. And I, I have no skills whatsoever. Thank you. Right? Hey, your mic's on. <laughs> There's too much going on. We're connecting people with work. I love it. All right. Can we play one quick soundbite before we go to break? And we have more to play. Since we promised these, uh, these great sound bites, because they are they are honestly phenomenal. So we did the deportation machine, right? Now here's more of them screaming. Number fifty-two. Let's go in order. Fifty-two. Uh, this is what they're yelling at Nancy Pelosi. Here we go. Go ahead. Stop yelling. Play 48. This is when they start calling her names because she tries to talk to them and they start calling her name. Yeah, they start calling her names. Listen to this. You don't know what you're talking about. You are a liar. You You know, play the one before that real quick, Ryan, and then we'll go to break. We'll play some more, including an MSNBC report uh, uh, on what the world leader's reaction is to Trump's speech. And we have more sound bites like this. But let's do 47 real quick. Let's do 47. Nancy trying to... No, no, yeah, you go. Nancy trying to uh, communicate with these illegal alien protesters. They're yelling at her. Here we go. You're doing a- Where were you? Where were you? When we asked. When we asked. They've never asked. Oh, boy. Wow. They're getting under Nancy's skin. And that's hard to do because it's really tight from all the work that she's had done. I mean, it's very hard to get under that skin. It's watertight. They did it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Wrinkle-free. Uh, we'll have more of these sound bites. Plus, we got to start off with an MSNBC report about the world leader's reaction to Trump's words. It is awesome. It's coming up in 6, 933 on KNST. Here's Fox. You got to love the power of KNST. 942. Listeners are now calling our front desk. Calling our front desk saying, hey, I need to get a hold of that guy that was just on saying he's looking for work. Electricians, pipe layers, whatever it is. They're they're not even calling the listener line. They're calling our radio station receptionist. And I'm getting emails. It's like a job fair. Uh, But without the... uh, Clowns? Yes, the people you know showing Cotton up candy. with the "I'm with stupid" shirt on just to <laughs> just to make sure they can get something down so they can keep collecting their welfare check. Uh, anyway, we're doing our best for that, and then of course it sparked something. I wonder if we, uh, you know, is there a big enough demand if we have our own little KNSD job fair, the economic recovery baby? The you're welcome job fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. Just, Maybe we should call it that as well, the you're welcome job fair. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to come. You're welcome yeah, to find a well, job. You know, You're welcome. I'm sure our sales staff will be behind it. 
No, seriously. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the president. I know. The president. <laughs> yeah. This is the this is the sales team right now. <laughs> no, they're not. They're like, what? <laughs> Three things I think you need to know. Number one, President Trump gave a phenomenal speech at the U.N. I think it was his best ever. You can't get more America first than this. Uh, you can see the entire speech. It's on my page at knst.com. I'll put it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio. Called out North Korea, Iran, uh, socialism, radical Islamic terrorism, the U.N. itself, globalism, unfair trade deals, you name it. He called it out. Second thing I think you need to know, Paul Manafort... Uh, where's the media? Why, why are they not really talking about this? We talked about it the first hour, talking about it now every, every half hour. Where's the media? Paul Manafort lives in Trump Tower, was wiretapped. Literally, Trump was right. Wiretapped. CNN broke the story. The Obama administration was looking for dirt on Trump, and they targeted Manafort because he had ties to Russia, apparently, even though Trump had none. He was Trump's campaign manager for three months before he fired him for being shady. And they were looking for stuff. It's, it's, I mean, this is a big deal. Can you imagine if somebody was wiretapping, like, let's just say Trump wiretapped Hillary Clinton or something. I'm just, it all, and it would be the worst thing ever. The fact that Democrats don't think this is dangerous and terrible and un-American and people need to go to jail. It's bad. It's because it's their guy. Yeah. Third thing I think you need to know, Department of Homeland Security has issued uh, eight contracts to companies to build border wall prototypes. Good for them. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, before we get to more Pelosi sound bites, and I got great, great email from my buddy Al. I'm glad Pelosi got to see up front and personal what she and her pals created. Yep. Entitled, disillusioned, arrogant, bullying, illegal aliens. Not grateful one bit that they have not been deported on their behinds because people are soft in this country and or want registered Democratic voters. Anyway, before we get to that, let's play the uh, Kristen Welker. Kristen Welker on MSNBC is asked by Andrea Mitchell about President Trump's U.N. speech. How was it received? How was it received? Listen to this. There was a mixed reception, uh, Andrea, <laughs> to the president's entire speech. Uh, at some moments, some world leaders nodded along. Prime Minister Netanyahu, for example, when President Trump talked about Iran as a rogue regime, when he called the nuclear deal an embarrassment, was nodding. But you had other mm. world leaders, according to those in the room, who apparently gasped at some of the statements that President Trump made during his 40-minute speech. Uh, he came out with his toughest mm. threat yet against North Korea, Andrea. That that remains the headline here. As you pointed out, uh, members of the delegation left. They only left that low-level uh, person in the room there to hear the president's remarks. And this is the first time we've really heard him say specifically uh, that he will move toward North Korea's total destruction if it doesn't denuclearize. He's yep. talked in broad terms before about fire and fury, but Andrea, this was very different. This was more specific. And again, it was a ramping up of his rhetoric. Uh, so no. the reaction continues to pour in. But I think that the other takeaway from the president's speech was his language overall. He had harsh words not only for Iran, but for the United Nations and said that the entire body needs to do more to live up to its promises to promote peace and prosperity throughout the world, saying that some countries have frankly gone to hell. Those are his words. Yep. Again, that's why you had that very mixed reaction in the room. Because they're okay we with knew it. That the president was going to speak in very strong terms. This is a speech that he did get some input from his secretary of state, his U.N. ambassador. But we are told those words, including the term rocket man to describe Kim Jong-un, yep. are his and his alone, Andrea. Yeah, his and his alone. 
He runs the show. All these fake news stories you see about John Kelly won't let him see this. This guy won't let him do that. That one. Bull crap. They might give some advice. They might try to set up some meetings. He's the one making the decisions. He asks for input. It's him. It's his instincts. That's what he's going with. Gasps. They were gasping at the fact that he was America first. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. He called out socialism. This is just craziness right here. Oh, no. Play the socialism one more time. It just cracks me up. He called out socialism in his speech. The video's on my page at KNST.com. And then the, the socialists at the U.N. that were watching this had no idea how to react. Go. The problem in Venezuela is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, but that socialism has been faithfully <laughs> implemented. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yay? Uh, yep. From the yep, Soviet there you Union. Go. Uh, so let's do 53 real quick. I think we only need the, uh, maybe the beginning. Eh. Let's just hear 53. Go. Nancy Pelosi. That's what it is. It's about the parents. It's never good enough. No, 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 no. Unless she set that up. Imagine, I can't, I wouldn't put it past her. If she set that up to try to create some kind of picture in people's minds, empathy. How can you, how can you keep them and tell their parents to go? But then they came up, came out all militaristic, Antifa-like. Demanding, I mean, it really was. It was Antifa-like. The chanting, the military. You know what? Let's play one more. I got comments, but I'm going to. Yeah, I know. I know. What do we got? Uh, one more what? When she argued with them, 46. <laughs> Let's do that real quick. Real quick. Nancy Pelosi, go ahead. All right, that's enough. That's enough. Oh. We, we have listened. We have listened. We have listened very eagerly at, to what you oh. had to say. You created this. Do you... You did to what? To what? So what do you think? Yes or no. To what? All of us or none of us. So you're coming. Mm. saying that you do not want us to proceed with the DREAM Act because it is not comprehensive immigration reform. We all are fighting for comprehensive immigration reform. We have said to everyone, be very careful to report to us any deportations because they're telling us they're not happening. Uh, uh, And, and, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just wait a minute. 
Just wait a minute. You have respect your elders. But if you don't, if you do not want to listen, you can't stay up late. Never ask. Never ask. Eat your vegetables. Yes. 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 Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. You do not. She's going to faint. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. There you go. You know, she had a pretty, uh, from, from them shouting, she had a really good like interpretation of what you were saying that you do not want us to proceed with the dream act because it is not comprehensive that seemed like a really good response to a bunch of shouting for some reason mm, you know what she should have done you need to get out of here you're not making you're not making any friends nobody's gonna come on your side no 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 uh, you can't yeah. say that yeah i know I know. She created it. Created the monster. Now you got to live with it, just like they created Antifa, these social justice warriors in college. There you go. Have fun. 9.53, we'll continue in uh, in four. Uh, one more about the uh, Paul Manafort wiretapping. Wait till you hear what Jim Clapper said about when he was asked flashback about wiretapping. Did it happen? KNST, AIM 792, sounds most stimulating.